I remember a priest uh, preaching a couple of years back, and he said something which I really liked. He said, priests, we take a vow of celibacy. We don't take a vow of loneliness. We take a vow of celibacy. We don't take a vow of loneliness. So the difference between uh, a life dedicated to God and a life where you just live for yourself. I mean, we're called to, to live a life for others, live a life for God, which is, is anything but a lonely life. It's not lonely, uh, but it is an exclusive yes to God. That was how I remember our canon law professor as well, uh, Professor Girlanda, uh, he used to explain it that way as well, that, that celibacy is an exclusive yes to God. It's not a no to community. Uh, and why, why is that? Well, it's, it's, it's very, very important that, that, that it's, it's not a no to community. I think it was Jean-Paul Sartre, the uh, French philosopher, said, he said, uh, the other is hell. So the other person is what causes your problems. You know, the other is hell. And if, we, if there was no other people, things would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, they'd, they'd be fine, they'd be great then. You know, everything would be as I wanted, of course, because I'd be the only person there. And yet there's something wrong with, there's something fundamentally wrong with, with, that, with that idea or with that, with that notion that if, if I was the only one around the place, everything would be great. <laughs> I'd be hungry. <laughs> I think a lot of things, there'd be an awful lot of things missing from the world if I was the only person here. Um, everything would work, <laughs> but we'd be hungry. <laughs> um, but I was, because I was talking to someone else uh, recently as well, and they're going through through a breakup, right? And you know, it's it's kind of an expression that I've heard in use here for years as well. Um, but when when a you know when a breakup happens, or when there's a threat of a breakup, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man, right? And I know it's said like that in jest. It's said like that as a, as a joke. Uh, but then I was talking to someone, and, and they said, "Yeah, I just I don't think I need a man." Uh, and I said, "Well, I think I think you do." And she said, "She asked why," and I said, "Cause." You know, uh, it's it's important. Yes, she said, "Yeah, but why?" And I just in that moment, actually, I thought, I thought like, you can't really say the answer is for babies because that's that's kind of you know it's a little it's a little utilitarian. You know what I mean? Like you know, you have to get a man so that you can produce offspring. <laughs> like the, I, I, the whole question kind of struck me. I said, "Why? Why actually? Why is it important? Why is it important?" And so I was praying about it afterwards and. Uh, just right there in the third row from the back there. And I was just asking, the door, why, why actually is it important? Why is it important that people, if, if they have that vocation, why is it important that they aim to get married? And it was just, I suppose, in the, in the presence of this place as well, which is uh, so, <coughs> thank God, full of, full of divine love. Just what I felt in my heart was that the reason people should pursue a relationship isn't to complete themselves. You don't get married to complete yourself. You're supposed to be a complete person when you enter into a relationship. Otherwise, you can't give yourself in a relationship. If you're not, if I haven't got, as St. John Paul II would say, self-possession is necessary for self-gift. If I'm not in possession of myself, if I can't control myself, if I'm all over the shop, an emotional wreck, the solution isn't a relationship. Because now I can't, I can't give myself, because I don't possess myself. I'm not in control of myself. If I can't control myself, I can't give myself. Then I expect you to fix me or to control me or to pull things back into line. And no other, no person can do that for me. Wouldn't listen to them anyway. You know, so I mean, so they, they can't fix me. You know, so self-possession is necessary for self-gift. So, so if I have to be a complete person 
when I enter into a relationship. Otherwise, it's going to be an absolute mess. And this happens a lot. People enter relationships to get fixed or so the other person will, will, will make up for what they lack. You know, I'm feeling a bit sad. If I go out with them, I'll be happy. No, if you're a bit sad and you go out with them, you're going to kind of probably make them sad too. Uh, you know, so self-possession is necessary for self-gift. So, so why is it then that, that, it, that it's important to enter into inter a relationship? Because it's, it's risky. It could all go horribly wrong. It could all go wonderfully right as well. But like, I mean, there's always a risk that it could go wrong. So why do it? And just the answer that, that, that really I felt the Lord gave me was that the reason it's good to enter into a relationship is so that your love, your love, this ability to love that you have, that it has a focus, that it has a direction, that your love has somewhere to go, that you've somewhere to empty your love into, you know? Because if you're on your own, well, I mean, you'll, you'll invest a little in friends, and friends are great, but you, might, you won't invest as, as much as you would in your own, your own children, your own husband, your own wife. So there's, there's a, there's a, a, it, it's, it's a place where we can invest our love and focus our love, if that's our vocation. If that's what we're called to, then that's the best way that the Lord has called us to do that. Uh, and I, just, I was we were very pleased with that idea because it kind of answers some of my own questions. Because I thought, yeah, because too often people enter relationships to make up for what they lack or for support or so that, they, so that they won't be lonely, so that they won't be forgotten. And then you enter into a relationship and you're grabbing on to someone and you're just kind of gripping on for meaning and purpose and identity. And no one can give you that. No, no human being can give you that. As you enter a relationship as a whole person able to give yourself and now you've got a, a, a people or a vocation into which you can focus your love now also the cross within that relationship starts to make sense. Because then within marriage or within your, your, your family life, when, when, and I say when because it's, it's going to happen, when the cross comes your way, your reason for being there, your reason for being in that relationship was to love. Your reason for being in that relationship wasn't to be fulfilled, it was to love. And now amidst the cross of the illness of your spouse or bereavement or grief I have another opportunity to love and to show love and to go beyond myself and my own needs and my own wants and my own feelings and to give and that's why then that, 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 that outpouring that relationship that focus teaches me to love ever to ever greater to an ever greater degree that's why the Lord's commandment uh, I, uh, my commandment is this love one another love each other Love each other. Not just kind of, you know, love, love God, absolutely, yes, yes. Love God, that's, that's, that's another divine command. But love each other. He doesn't simplify it and say, you know, just, just be nice to each other or take care of the environment or whatever it is. He says love one another. And love, if it's going to be love, means a, a coming out of oneself and a giving of oneself. And there's a risk involved. That's, that's just the way it is. When we invest then in, in a particular relationship or in a particular group, again, depending on our vocation, and we begin to give ourselves ever more, we, 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 the more we love, the more we learn to love. The more we learn to love, the more we love. The more we love. It should be a, 
Steigerung, they call it in German, uh, a gradual increase, an increase <coughs> of, um, of love in our lives. And that then doesn't stop, even in eternity. When we get to heaven, because we're finite beings, we can constantly learn more. So we can constantly love to a greater degree. So even in heaven, we should be learning to love and love and love and love. And then I need Michael Tierney for the last one. And love. <laughs> it should be a constant, a constant growth in love. A constant growth in love. But that starts with us being whole and healed and having self-possession so that we're capable of giving ourselves to another that we're capable of loving, that we're capable of, of, of giving our hearts. So we ask the Lord today, as we think of the, the first Christians who, despite severe persecution, stayed. Well, what it says here is, a bit of persecution started against the church in Jerusalem, and everyone except the apostles fled. So the, the general followers, understandably, they have wives and children, they fled out in the countryside, the apostles, because their first love is the Lord and only the Lord, they only have to fear for themselves. So they stay. Why? Because they have self-possession. They know who they are. They know whose they are. They know to whom they have given themselves. They know who, whom they love. And that gives meaning and purpose to everything they do. So we ask the Lord today for the renewal of our own hearts and the renewal of so many relationships where, where people enter not ready, not, not whole, not in, not in possession of themselves. Lord, we ask for the healing of these relationships. We also ask for the healing of so many marriages that have gotten this the wrong way around and are now finding themselves in, in difficulty. We pray, Lord, that you will heal all hearts, that you will teach them to love, or that you will show them that there are husband, their wife, their spouse, their children. This is the place where you want them to empty themselves and focus their love. So that in doing so, they may discover you, our God, who is love. Amen.